We are live. This is Fresh Off the Grill Podcast, me and number one podcast for all the MMA news. We're going to talk a little bit about football. Still two undefeated teams in the NFL. New England Patriots, San Francisco 49ers. 49ers beating the Rams, defending NFC champions. And New England picking up a victory over the Giants on Thursday Night Football. I fucking hate Thursday night games. Can't stand them. It's garbage. Even a, even a Patriots game Thursday night, I don't like. I'm still going to watch it because it's the Patriots, obviously, but I just hate Thursday night games. It's some, It becomes something special when it's close to Thanksgiving. When it's every Thursday, it's just a novelty. I don't think we need it. We don't need those games on Thursday nights. No, but the advertisers need those games. Oh, yeah, Thursday they're getting night. the big money for it, so why not? But I could definitely do without the Thursday night games except for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Day, I love having football on. Even if I don't watch it, I just love football on Thanksgiving. Not a tremendous game for Brady. Um, other than that, I would just say still worried about Nugent. Very pedestrian game for Brady and Nugent. Every time he kicks the ball, it's a 50-50 shot for me. Like I'm like, oh, this fucking guy's going to miss it. You know what doesn't make sense is that he hits the uprights some of the most that I've ever seen any kicker do. It's more difficult to hit an upright than it is to actually get it in. Yeah. This guy, he is he's trash. You're Every really single field goal or extra point is so close. Did he miss another extra point? Or Yeah, he dinged it right off the upright. Yeah, fucking idiot. I hate this guy. And he did it in another game. He did it in another game where he dinged it off the upright, but it bounced in. Yeah. But it's not going to work like that. They are time. bringing in kickers to keep looking at because I, I don't think they're very sure for him. It's also telling the tale when they go for it on fourth down over and over again when it's a makeable field goal. Field goals you would have went for if it was Kaskowski. They're choosing to go for it on fourth down instead with Mike Nugent. Shows me that they don't trust what they have in him. Yeah, he's just dog shit. I, I don't know what else to say. Also, Bailey's a fucking beast on the kickoffs. That's the punter we have. Every single kick he's kicked off hasn't been returnable. It's went to the end zone. Yeah, what's the deal with um, so Nugent doesn't do kickoffs? Well, I mean, why use him when Bailey's a beast like that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. But So he's just not an accurate kicker? You're asking why can't Bailey kick field goals? It's just an odd thing I've never seen. It's totally different. Occasionally, you'll see a punter do kickoffs, but kicking a field goal to punting to kicking off three totally different things with a completely different approach to it. Bailey must have done it in college, too. That's why he does it, and he's comfortable with it. I have no idea if he can kick field goals. I'm sure he can. How good is he? No idea. I mean, how much harder is it to get it, get better? If I was Bill, I'd give him some shots in practice just to see what they're working with. The one thing where I don't like that kid is he he's not very good at holding the field goals. Occasionally, he leaves laces in. Laces out, Marino. Exactly. I don't like that. I also wanted to mention that obviously we have support for Young Ho and we'd like to see him out on the field. Gone. He's already gone. They cut him. Oh, I just watched a movie this weekend. It was a Korean movie and there was someone named Young Ho. In it. They just cut him because they needed to make room on their practice squad because they brought in a new tight end and Ben Watson. They cut their third string quarterback and just a lot of moving and shaking going around because of the 
injury to Jakob Johnson, our second string fullback who came in to replace Mike Devlin, is also now on IR. And other big news just acquired from the Jaguars. Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. They traded their cornerback, Marcus Peters, to the Ravens. For not that much. They traded him for a player, and I think I saw a fifth-round pick. And to me, Marcus Peters is worth more than that. He has been kind of hot and cold this season, but he's still, I think he's worth more than a fifth-round pick and a player. But Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams for two first-round picks, one in 2020, one in 2021, and a fourth-round pick in 2021. I think that's really... I, I like uh, Ramsey, but I think that's a high cost to pay. Two first-rounds? Yeah, that's a lot. The Rams haven't had a first-round pick in a while. So we'll see if it pays off for them. Yeah. But yeah, we've also got the Chiefs losing their second straight game. Not just second straight game, their second straight home game. But Mahomes wasn't had, didn't have a bad game. No, he, has, he doesn't have a bad game. He hasn't had a bad game this season. He's had a couple of okay games, but mostly it's been good games, I would say. To me, he's the second runner-up, or sorry, he'd be the runner-up for MVP so far, right behind Russell Wilson, and possibly Christian McCaffrey. I haven't even watched the Seahawks game this year. He's doing good. He's leading the league in touchdown passes, completion percentage, and I think QB rating. Yeah, he had he had kind of a drop-off after the Manning, um, the Super Bowl against Manning. A little bit, but not much. I still think he's always been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I like Russell Wilson. He's still yet to throw an interception this year, too. Monday Night Football, the refs, they really took the game out of the hands of the Detroit Lions to win the game. Detroit was winning. The refs screwed them on a bunch of big penalties and allowed Green Bay to get into field goal range and kick a last-second field goal to end up winning the game. I saw a meme from Always Sunny. You know the episode that they go to Atlantic City and they find the bums underneath the boardwalk? The refs. It was Aaron Rodgers with the ref behind him. Yep. I'll leave it up to your imagination. Two straight plays. I'm pretty sure it was two straight plays. They hit Trey Flowers with an illegal hands-to-the-face penalty, which is like a 15-yard penalty, putting them in field goal range and giving them an automatic first down. They never happened. The refs are just... This is a big problem with the NFL. Refs in every sport have their mistakes, but when they start to determine the outcome of a game or a fight, that really drives me crazy. And did we see any, I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't that, that class of quarterback where he can look at the ref and they can make something up. Did he, was there any of that? There was a couple, but he always gets those the same way Brady does, the same way Peyton Manning did. If you've been in the game for that long, if you just look at a ref, sometimes you get a flag. It's like LeBron James and Paul Pierce, the way... LeBron James yeah. is, is legendary for it. Shit, Paul Pierce was better. Paul Pierce is a legendary flopper. Yeah, he was the flop king. That's going to do it for NFL news, though. We can talk about the fights that happened this weekend. UFC 161. Joanna versus Watterson. I'm not pronouncing her last name. We went over this. Pretty good fight card. Uh, I only I only caught a couple of them, but obviously the main event, I was just a little busy this weekend. Every once in a while, you get pleasantly surprised by one of these lower cards, and they end up having good fights on them. This was one of them. 
I'm going to talk about a prelim fight because it has to do with one of the fights later on in the card. We've got Mike Davis coming in on probably about a week's notice up against Thomas Gifford. He won that fight in the third round by KO. That fight should have been stopped in between rounds. He beat the absolute piss out of Thomas Gifford. His corner or the ref should have stopped him and stopped that fight many times. Was he just punch drunk? What's the deal? Prolonged beating. It was horrible. Like, this guy was getting hit with combination after combination. Very rarely did he even answer back. He was literally just eating punches the whole fight. I'm pretty sure Mike Davis might have landed around 200 punches that fight. So you're saying they should have called it at a standing KO. He wasn't protecting himself. They should have stopped it between rounds. If you're not going to call it a a standing KO, as you called it, the ref or his corner needs to step in and see that their fighter is not being competitive and seeing how much damage he's taking, how dangerous it is, and they need to call that fight. Who was the ref in this one? Some local guy. He wasn't like a Herb Dean or a Mario Yamasaki, just a local guy. And the reason I brought that up is because later on that ref was supposed to ref the Nico Price and James Vick fight. Oh, they mentioned that. On they the- pulled him from refing that fight, the Florida Commission, because of that, and they put in Herb Dean. Right. Which I think was the right move. The much-respected Herb Dean. Yeah, more experienced. But the first fight on the main card, we've got Eric Anders, your boy, defeating Gerald Marshart by split decision. Pretty uneventful fight. Eric Anders has had a couple of fights like this in a, while, in a row where it's uneventful, not too exciting. He's a counterpuncher, so in order for him to attack, you have to attack. Yeah, he's got to rely on the other guy to set the pace. And we've seen a lot of that with old Anderson Silva. I don't mean old age. I mean the older fights when he fought Talis he, ladies. He is old, though. Yeah, he is old. He's in his 40s. When he fought Talis, ladies, Patrick Cote, or Damian Maya, there was really no engagement because he needs his opponent to engage for him to engage. Same thing with Eric Anders. Yeah, it's just their style. It's just his style. Up next, we've got Matt Frivola defeating the violent Bob Ross, Luis Pena by split decision. I thought Pena got screwed. He hurt him a couple times. He was landing the cleaner punches. Anytime he got taken down, he either, he paced the fight, like he decided which way it went. He went into rubber guard a lot. Frivola wasn't able to posture up. He wasn't able to land blows. So there were like empty takedowns, basically. That's what I think, yeah. They led to nothing. I just thought Pena clearly won that fight, and they only one judge ended up giving it to him. Third fight, we've got Amanda Rebus taking on the undefeated Mackenzie Dern, and she beats her by decision. She really kept her range in this fight. It was a good technical boxing fight. She kept her range, jabbed, kept it off of the ground, which even though she herself is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, you wouldn't want to go to the ground with Mackenzie Dern. She beat, I don't know if you know who Gabby Garcia is, but she's gigantic. She's like a 240-pound woman, solid muscle, and she beat her in BJJs. So... You don't want to go to the ground with this girl. I'm not familiar with her, but when the UFC finally gets the big bitch division, she should be in it. She could fight Cain Velasquez. She's fucking huge. She made Vanderlei Silva look small when she was on Tough Brazil with him and Chael Sonnen. 
gigantic. Fourth fight of the night, we've got Nico Price KOing James Vick with an upkick, the very rare upkick. Landed a heel right to his jaw, knocked him out cold, and it sounded bad. I thought he might have came up with a missing teeth. I thought for sure it was going to be a broken jaw, but later on, James Vick, I forget if it was Instagram or Twitter or something, but he came out and said his teeth are fine and his jaw's not broken. Really? I thought he was going to be coming out uh, spitting out chiclets. That shit was bad. He was on the ground for a minute after that, too. I think um, you could see that Nico was kind of headhunting a little bit right when he came out. But That's what he does. This dude goes for the finish. He either goes out on his shield or he takes his opponent out. He doesn't go for decisions at all. He's an extremely exciting fighter. Very fan-friendly, I think. Doesn't Yeah, he doesn't go in scared. He goes in there. He knows what he's going to do. He knows his game plan. Now, he's not ranked, but... No, he's not. Should be they be throwing him someone good? Who do you think? They should definitely, I think, start to give him someone in the top 15. He did lose his last fight to Jeff Nail, who I thought looked very good in that fight. You said something about maybe him uh, stepping in against Lawler? There's no indication of that at all. That's just me saying Lawler needs an opponent. Mike Perry's thrown his name in the hat. They might have foreshadowed a little bit at the end of this because he said, uh, you know, I'll fight anywhere kind of thing. Yeah, that I think that was before Lawler's opponent got pulled. I'm not positive. Definitely. But, but I think that's a fight he would take. He doesn't care who he fights. I personally would rather see Mike Perry go up against Robbie Lawler just because of the styles they have. Not saying Nico Price wouldn't be competitive or it wouldn't be a good fight. Just I... Mike Perry also foreshadowed that like three years ago when he said, post-fight, now how many of y'all want to see me beat up Robbie Lawler next? And this was like when he was champ or just lost to Tyron Woodley. Mm -hmm. So he kind of foreshadowed it. I'd like to see that fight. For sure, yeah. Uh, Either either one I'd be happy with, but uh, Nico's an entertaining fighter. I think he deserves somebody with a little bit more notoriety. I'd definitely give him top 15 opponent next. In the co-main event of the night, we've got Cub Swanson defeating Kron Gracie by decision. I thought Cub clearly won this fight. Again, he kept the distance. He cut angles well. He did not allow it to get into clinch range to where Gracie was more comfortable. He hit him with combinations, dug it to the body a lot. And when it did hit the ground, he was on top for a couple seconds and got immediately back up. Right, he didn't allow Gracie to utilize his family's famous ground game. Yeah, I just thought it was a very smart and very good fight from Cub Swanson. This was probably my favorite fight of the night. In the main event, you've got Joanna Janjacek defeating Michelle Watterson by decision. Watterson looked outmatched the whole fight. She really did, Um, whether it be in the clinch or striking. Joanna was just peppering her with those leg kicks. And it really slowed down Watterson. The only time that she even was, I'd say, I wouldn't say that she was out of it the whole time, but the only time that she had any threat to Joanna. She had a couple moments. Was like that rear naked choke. I think it was in the third. Oh, yeah, when she took her back. She took her back twice, I think. Yeah, she well, she attempted a rear naked yeah. or a, a neck crank, and she didn't end up getting it, obviously. Um yeah, but this is just, Joanna was just... She's too big, too strong, too skilled. Serious. Uh, Michelle used to fight at 
05 in Invicta, which is atom weight, so it's a whole weight class below. She's not very small for this weight class, but you can see against Joanna, she was clearly a smaller fighter. Joanna was nailing some combos too. She uh, she was getting in there. Her foot got fucked up too from kicking Watterson. Yeah. It was swollen as hell after the fight in all black and blue. She didn't break it. She said. Just extremely swollen. I, I don't know if it was on the level of the Nico Price kick, but you could hear that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. And she kind of, Watterson kind of stumbled back a little bit. Um, she smiled, but I don't think she was happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, wasn't happy about getting kicked in the head. Nah. That's going to do it for this card. Up next, UFC, tonight. ESPN, excuse me. UFC on ESPN 6, still not crazy about how they're naming these. Which is UFC Fight Night 162? No, I think it's actually the event is called UFC on ESPN 6. That's fucking stupid. It gets a little confusing, so sorry to our listeners. It's the Boston card. Fucking Boston. Fucking chowderheads. First fight of the night, we've got the prodigy of Daniel Cormier, Darren Wynn versus Darren Stewart. I'm going to take Darren Wynn. He looked all right in his last fight. I'm going to take Wynn. He's going to win. And he's undefeated. This is actually, uh, there's a couple undefeated fighters on this card. Yeah. So. He's a small middleweight in, in terms of height, but he makes up for that in wrestling and pressure. Well, especially if if those are your attributes and also you're a wrestler. Who better than to train you than DC? DC, exactly. Second fight, we've got the undefeated Macy Barber taking on Jillian Robertson. I'm going to go with Barber. Just be- Both fighters have looked good recently, honestly. Both are young, up and coming. They're both under 25. But Macy, to me, has shown more promise. She's finished all of her opponents in the UFC, I believe. She may have a 100% finishing rate in general. But Jillian Robertson has finished the last couple of her opponents on the ground. Macy's more of a stand-up fighter. She's one of those new breeds of fighter that train in all aspects of mixed martial arts. She doesn't go in with a jiu-jitsu background, a wrestling background, or a boxing background. She went in and started training MMA. I'm going to go with Barbara because she's got a sexy voice, and she can finish me if she wants. I'm telling Charity. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this one. It's about sports. She thinks well, I'm going to fucking tell her, okay? <laughs> Up next, we've got one of the few local boys on the card. Jolo is on, taking on Jonathan Price. He's got a, a gym right up the street from our work, actually. Yeah. You, I got to go with Jolo on. I think this may be one of his last fights in the UFC. I didn't realize how old he was until I looked up the card. He's also, been in the game a long time. Also like 30 UFC fights. He holds the record with Nate Diaz for most post-fight bonuses. So he puts on exciting fights regardless. Yeah, we love Joe, and uh, hopefully this isn't his last one. And uh, if it is, hopefully he goes out with a win. Definitely. Fourth fight, we've got Greg Hardy taking on Ben Sassoli. Greg Hardy hasn't given me a reason to pick against him yet. He's made all of his opponents into mincemeat. I'm going to go with him, and that's Rob's lock of the week. You can double lock it. I felt like they've been just feeding him bums for the most part. I'm not really too familiar with the the gentleman that he's fighting, but 
Well, Ben Sassoli is similar to the last guy he fought. Both came up on Dana White's contender series. So that means that Dana has seen them fight. He's seen something in them enough to give them a UFC contract. So the last two, regardless of what you think of his prior opponents, the last two haven't been bums. These are just the lower to mid-tier heavyweights. Going against an NFL going against caliber athlete. True, but when you look at it, he's new to mixed martial arts. He hasn't been fighting for more than five years. That's how you do it. You don't want to throw him to the wolves right away. Or you could do the Bellator route and you can feed all your top stars absolute tomato cans for their entire career. Old CM Punk there. CM Punk got fed a bum and he got fucked up. I know, he's a sack of trash. They could have signed you to fight CM Punk. I'd do it. Yeah, and you'd probably win. Mm. He's fucking old. He sucks. I have a more legitimate uh, background, actually. Soccer? No. <laughs> well, um, no, I actually I took a wrestling class when I was uh, when I was younger. Oh, yeah? One? Yeah, just one. But I, I have a wrestling background. All right, you got it. Yeah. And uh, not to mention Stoughton Fight Club. Yep. <laughs> Check out Gloopy Face on YouTube. Well, don't talk about it. In the co-main event, we've got the rescheduled Yair Rodriguez fight versus Jeremy Stevens. It's amazing what a few weeks can do to me. I'm going with Jeremy Stevens this time around. Yair really, he struck me in the wrong way after the fight with Jeremy last time. He thought he was faking it. Faking the eye thing? He thought he was faking the eye poke. It just something struck me the wrong way with him. I'm, I'm no longer a fan. I'm heavily rooting for Jeremy Stevens in this one. I I think uh, I thought think Rodriguez is going to take it, but I I can understand that sentiment. Sometimes my heart overtakes my head. In the main event, we've got Dominic Reyes versus Chris Weidman making his jump up to light heavyweight. I think I'm going to go with Chris Weidman. Same thing. I know the other fighter is undefeated, but Chris Chris Weidman's undefeated in main events. Okay. Okay. Um, I think it might be a little bit too big of a jump for him. And that's part of the reason why I'm going to go with Reyes. I don't know if it's Reyes or Reyes. I'm going to say Reyes. It sounds better. Reyes is huge, too. I mean, Chris Weidman was a big middleweight. It's hard for me not to pick um, undefeated fighters, too. It is. I like Chris Weidman a lot. I'm going with him. I like the the gym he trains out of. I like Matt Serra a lot. And honestly, he still to this day has my favorite upset in UFC history when he beat Anderson Silva. Lost my voice for a week. That was a fun fight. He's had a couple bad losses in a row, but I think he'll turn it around. I, li- I like Weidman, but um, I just don't think he's going to have this one. Only time will tell, Gabe. But for now, you want to hit us with our misconnections? I never Okay, I got uh, an interesting one here to say the least. Um, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to read it as it's written. Well, yeah. Because it's in all caps. Yeah, just don't drop any hard R's. Yeah. And don't scream too loudly at me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it like like behind the mic. like. 
This one's titled 99 Restaurant Eye Contact. It's in Marlboro, Massachusetts. I bet you Ryan's been there. Um, yeah, you can ask him what, what 99s are good and he, he can give you suggestions. Anyway. <clears throat> Sitting at the bar, doing some work, late afternoon, looked across, lady sipping white wine, seemed every time I looked up, our eyes locked, music turned up, think we like the song, haha, <laughs> always interesting in the environment of a bar, I got up to the restroom, you were gone. Maybe wishful thinking, but I thought we were a little interested. Guy for woman? Did you like it like that? <laughs> I fucking hope that dude died. <laughs> I had to do that. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> I can already tell. that This guy's in his 50s or older. It's only those old fucking people who don't know how to use a computer that, one, use Craigslist and misconnections and two that always type in all caps like they're fucking upset at something well because when they're typing they hit caps lock by accident yeah and then it, it seems like they're yelling but they don't understand that there's a significance I, if you capitalize everything i hate them and there was no connection the song sucked <laughs> you remembered everything wrong uh-huh <laughs> fucking piece of shit anyway that's gonna wrap us up this week you can catch us on Spotify. iTunes. Not iTunes anymore. Oh, no, yeah. iTunes is dead. It's called like Apple, Apple Podcast. Podcast same, now. same goddamn thing. Download the Anchor FM app. Leave us a viewer voicemail. You can email us at freshoffthegrillpod at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Um, any topics of discussion, or if you want to just say hi, feel free. We're on Instagram at Fresh Off the Grill Pod. I'm gonna start posting cock pics on Instagram because I'm gonna go to Gabe's mom's house and take pictures of all the oh cocks in the kitchen. Goodness, there's so many. She does have a gaggle of them. Is that what they call them? Yeah, sure. Gaggle on cocks. That's no, no, disgusting. No, not on a gaggle of. Um, what else have we got? I think we hit everything, right? Yeah, sure. Facebook, Instagram. Oh, you can give us a like on Facebook if you'd like. Fresh off the grill. Uh, is it just fresh off the grill? Fresh off the grill, yeah. Anyway, that's going to about wrap us up. And adios. Peace. I've got a big heart. Seek your hips. Now to the flow. Now let me seek your hips. Now drop it low. And let me seek your hips. And a throbbing head. Oh, now let me seek your hips. Uh oh, lean back. Oh, you got some mean racks. You got a mean ass. And I really mean that. No. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe during that second fight of the night. Like you, don't you have to think about it. I think this club is crowded. It's kinda hard to do your bag with everyone surrounded. So let me form a circle, everybody step back. I heard somebody yell.
because there's no other reason why. The Celtics are the balls.